All right, cool. Uh, welcome to another episode of Off the Record, man. Yeah. I am pleased to be greeted with the presence of, you know, uh, one of the young kings in the game, somebody who's, you know, rising at a, I want to say just exponentially fast level. Uh, me and him, we actually have a history. I feel like we're a little bit tied because, yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. I was probably one of your first doubters. Then I was happy to say I felt I was proven wrong, but watching you actually still level up, still show that same dedication, and still be the same person who I saw you to be when I first met you has been inspiring. My guest is here. Uh, Corday, what's up, my brother? What up, bro? How you feeling, dog? Appreciate Listen, you having man. me, dog. Appreciate your words, too. Hey, uh, That's what makes it tight, too. Appreciate your words, dog. No, of real. course. Hey, hey you, you know the dopest thing about like kind of what I do is like I get to cover... And, and this is why I like the new generation of rap, you know, yeah. because I know I could like I, I watched like I watched how Jay-Z had like such a really dope but storied relationship with Angie Martinez. Yeah. And like, you know, I have respect for a lot of artists in the game, but I'm like, there's nothing more special than seeing when somebody just comes in the game mm -hmm. and covering them for pretty much the entire career. And, yo, I'm just watching you grow and I'm like, damn, you know what? You know, the first conversation I had with you, yeah. like I was recapping in the car driving here. I'm like, yo, I remember saying to this guy, yo, <laughs> man, ain't all this pressure going to get to you? Like, you don't even got a lot of songs out. Like, yeah, for man, sure. how we really know you're the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like, you know, uh, some people said I was a hater, but, you know, you know, your manager Ace and definitely you later told me, like, yo, bro, I needed that. Nah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, nah. And, bro, it, it just comes with the game. You know, like when I first came in, um, not to say like I'm like you are antagonist, I'm protagonist, right? But you I play got the hater role. Yeah, 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 yeah. I play the hater role. It's fine. But it's um, it's like I don't fucking get mad at it, bro. You just gotta say it for what it is because I also like to see things from other people's point of view. At that time, I did only have four songs out. I didn't have a full body of work, and you were just like, "Yo, you got all these cosigns, all of these yeah. people fucking with you. You getting cosigned by legends every day, and." People saying you about to be the next this, the next that, the next guy. But, like, nigga, you only got four songs out. I was like, hey. I can't really be mad at the nigga. You know what I'm saying? He had a point at that time. Hey, you know why? You know why also I was on that as well? I'm one of those people. And maybe, again, maybe some of, like, you know, my like my past. Like, I love hip-hop. This yeah, is yeah. the shit I love. Like, I'm so happy that, you know, I'm so blessed that we can make a living. I'm pretty sure you are, too. And... I remember, like, people just, like, to use another ours example, Jay Electronica. Yep. Everyone's like, yo, he could be this, could be that. And I'm like, yo, he won't even drop the fucking project. Yeah. Could we at least hold him to the fucking fire? Could we wait and see? And I, I and I remember, like, there was always people just saying, no, this guy's great. So when I see, like, everyone saying, yo, this guy Corday, he got it. Yo, hmm. he's fired. Yo, he's the one. Yo, he's, I'm like, hold on, let's pump the fucking brakes <laughs> and let's actually see what he's going to do. So... I'm actually happy that it turned out that I was probably, you know, the antagonist in, in, in that story. Yeah, nah, for sure. And like I said, bro, it was, this is like 2018. You know what I'm saying at the time? And I always try to see things from the other perspective, you know? So I'm like, man, I can't even be mad at the nigga for that. So, like, I just got to – it just adds battery to my backs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love this music shit, bro. I love this shit. I'm a psycho about this shit, bro. For real, I'm psycho about this shit. So that just gives me extra motivation and put those an extra battery in my back to, to, to just put in that extra work that I'm already – 
doing but just that little extra that when i'm already like in there at four in the morning like nah nigga we ain't here till the sun come up you know so uh i appreciate it for sure and you're a fair dude, you know what I'm saying? No, you was fair in that. Listen, I'm always down to admit when I'm wrong. I'm not here to like be like, yo, I got to be right. So, But what, I got to tell you something. And I remember we talked, you know, I, I believe we talked a few times on the phone, but one conversation sticks out with me in particular. And I remember saying this to myself. I said, damn, this dude Corday don't think like a regular rapper. The conversation we had, some of the things you cared about, like it didn't feel like I was talking to a rapper. It felt like I was talking to... I don't know, it, it, someone that had passion, but it wasn't necessarily, I can't compare it to rap because rappers don't talk like that. Yeah. And and I think that mentality has probably led you to the point you are at now. Like, did you ever notice, like, compared to your peers, other people you're around, like, damn, I kind of have a unique perspective on a lot of this shit. Um, I try not to compare myself to other people because I just like to focus on myself. You know what I'm saying? Because... That's like you. You're probably killing it um, amongst your peers within your lane. And if you look at the number, like, yo, okay, I'm crushing these niggas. Maybe that might make you a little more complacent. And then before you know it, somebody could come and, you know what I'm saying, try to come at you. So I just always try to stay linear, you know, like not even focus on what this nigga got going or this nigga got going. I just know, like, I got to be the best version of myself and I know if I can do that, ain't nobody fucking with me, you know? And, um, yeah, like, I came in and I learned I learned things pretty quickly. Like, you know how your mama tell you that the iron is hot? Yeah. But you still got to touch the iron yourself to, yeah. to figure out this, that the shit is actually hot. And um, just maneuvering and I, I kind of came into the game with an idea of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to maneuver and how I wanted to... Uh, operate my business and everything but as i i've grown older and actually been in the business at, at a high level uh it gives me a, a newfound understanding i'm still fucking learning this shit like i don't got all the answers i ain't about to sit here and pretend like i know it all and i'm all the way put together but i'm putting in the time and doing the research to figure it all out you know and i've done that hey uh you know to mention a, a conversation we're having off camera i'm like Listen, man, I was telling Cordae, I'm the ultimate pocket watcher, okay? <laughs> but one of the main things I noticed about Cordae, I said, listen, because he says, yo, no, nah, I know the shit too. I said, man, listen, you can't be a bigger pocket watcher than me because I noticed the subtle things. Looking at you now, as opposed to that, you know, kid that came up on that stage at ComplexCon because we did the live show. Yeah. Man, your whole demeanor is different. The confidence is there. Yeah. You know, there's definitely way less self-doubt. And the style is different. It looks like, and I said to you, I said, you know, I know you're getting some good money, man. Your quality of life. Like Damn, that's Everything real. about you is improved and it's stepped up. You it's getting money too, nigga. I know money. Hey, it take money to know money. You getting money, yeah. Yeah, but I could tell you eating right. The diet working good. You, I saw I saw the weight loss transfer. Yeah. First of all, and by the way, I got a problem with that. Okay. I got a problem with that. Listen, you weren't even fat. You can't post a weight loss. Yo, come on, yo, Ace. Yo, you can't approve this. Did you approve him posting a weight loss transformation picture when he wasn't even chubby? But I was down 35 pounds. No bullshit. I was down 30. I lost 35 pounds within that transition. Man, you ain't had no belly. If you ain't had no belly, you can't talk about no weight loss. You just toned up. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. I just, just step by step, man. How do you even have time to do that? You know, one of the things I always tell people like, 
Hey, I posted like a throwback picture yesterday of my grandma of like me in college. And like I was, and people were like, damn, like you like crazy in shape. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. On the road and on the path to chasing my dreams, I've had to slack in other areas. You know, everything comes with consequences. Nah, that's real. Right? That's a real so, thing. So, you know, when you're going to be in a studio, fucked up sleep schedule, you're on the road, you're eating fucked up, you know, like not the best meals. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, you're going to put on some weight. You're For gonna, sure. You're not going to be the healthiest. How sure. the fuck do you get to a point where you could either maintain or at least balance everything out and say, yo, I'm going to get, you know, uh, my fitness right. For sure. Well, one, I'm going to put a disclaimer on. I'm no health guru, right? So before I give out any... i give the whole plan right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I, I am. But I, I want to hear this. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm going to say this. I'm not any health guru, so I don't ever want to misinform, you know? So I say take everything I say with a grain of salt. But the main thing with me is like you said, like when you're really locked into your goals and your dreams, you're going to sacrifice some things. You're going to lose some extra hours of sleep. You're going to lose time to socialize and go to parties. You're going to lose, especially within the culture of hip hop. It's so unhealthy. Like in the studio, they got all type of chips, snacks, candies, runners to go get food, especially. It was Yo, at they a point. Tell me to cut out the alcohol. And I'm like, you should. Well, well, right, you right. drink. You have a cup of alcohol. And well, well, it's like it's by your shit is by choice too. Lifestyle, your shit is by choice. Are you kind of right? But here, but, but but if you're in a studio though, okay, it's that's the environment. Like you know, I'm, I'm so happy here. Like like I don't I don't smoke. Yeah, you know, smoking actually makes my my throat tighten up. So I'm never around smoking. But if you're in a studio, and granted, it might be a session or something. Yeah. but I'm pretty sure somebody might be smoking. Producing music, you're actually just around a lot of unhealthy lifestyle choices. How the for fuck do sure. you get healthy? So for me, um, it, it was like you said, it's the lifestyle. So one in the studio, like it takes discipline. That's the first. And like, man, as a kid, you you grow up and you hear that word discipline. But as a as a young adult, I'm really figuring out and learning like how fucking important that word discipline is. This shit is fucking everything, bro. That. I, God was showing me discipline, like, before I got on in certain ways. Like, I love weed, bro. Like, I used to smoke. I've been smoking weed since I was 12 years old. Like, every day. Good gas. <laughs> every day. But the year where my life changed, I, I just went cold turkey. Because I noticed when I took, like, small breaks from smoking weed, like, good things would happen for me. And not saying anything is wrong with weed. Like, I fucking love weed. That but shit was getting you lazy, man. It was, it was making you unmotivated. For me personally, yeah. So I went a whole year without smoking weed. And my life changed that same exact year. And um, and, and amongst other vices, I, I, I cut out. And, um... So um, I'm doing music right now full-time, blah, 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 at this point. And niggas is getting money. I'm fucking eating Mastro's every day, eating Roof Chris. And it just height. When you, what, at first I was like, maybe, I, so I go on the tangent, my bad. So I stopped smoking weed. I stopped drinking. And I took a year off from, like, sex. And this is, like, 2018, oh, a year right boy. before I went on, on everything. And you wasn't getting it, or you just like you. Like, I just I was like I'm, I'm in college, so I, I was just like I'm done because these are these are things I'm overindulging in at this point in time. I'm, I'm 18 years old, so as an 18 year old, all I'm doing is, is is fucking drinking, smoking weed, and and doing music. And so I was like, man, these gotta That's go. The lifestyle, yeah, for sure. But this is before I was even on. You know what mm. I'm saying? At all, before I was lit at all. And so I was learning discipline for when I got into a position that I'm in today, like. Those are like the three main things that people fall into. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some sort of drugs, alcohol, or uh, 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 females. You know what I'm saying? Overindulgence and any of those. And um, I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. You know, niggas still backslide and make mistakes and shit. But that 
taught me discipline before I got in the game. So then my only vice that I really had to get a stronghold over was food. Like, I love good food, nigga. We all... Wait. What what told you to stop though? Because you know, anytime when I hear discipline, it was divine, bro. Like it was just divine. I hear discipline because like people mention discipline that comes from their family. Maybe somebody yeah. was in the military. Like sometimes discipline has to be very structured for someone to to, to actually take it in. Yeah, was it like you just seen that success came when you had discipline or what? Yeah, no, nah, it was for me. I took like a small break from uh all of my when i would take like little small two-week breaks from anything i noticed some good shit happen i'm like damn maybe this is a fucking sign i should just chill so i just stop it and then um my stepdad is um nation of islam and mm. you know you know that's very yeah. disciplined as well so maybe that has like a factor unknowingly in my subconscious about discipline and um so i say all that to say so boom this is like when i the year I stopped, you know, smoking, drinking, and fucking all the time, the year my life changed. But I'm still eating unhealthy because the rapper lifestyle is just it's crazy meal. for sure. It's just like we eating steaks and shit all the time, overindulging in food, drinking fucking Minute Maid juice and shit all the time, all that good shit. Straight sugar. Straight sugar. And so I, um, well, what happened? What happened? I had to do a, a, a GQ uh the cover of a gq and i was like man if i don't and i was in the worst shape of my life like i always been in pretty good shape like my whole life you know i've always been lean and i was like man i'm in the worst shape of my life and i'm about to be on a gq cover i was like if you don't get fucking motivated to get in shape when you're about to be on the cover don't of gq like, yeah it could but i was like but if that don't motivate <laughs> yeah, you yeah. to get in shape i'm like what the fuck mm. else in the world is you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying and so i got this uh holistic practitioner shout out to uh, my boy nate and the first thing he did was he came to my crib, he emptied out my whole refrigerator, all of my cabinets, everything, and he took me grocery shopping. He showed me, okay, we went to Whole Foods, you know. He's like, okay, you calorie count like this, you buy grass-fed, organic grass-fed steak, uh, wild-caught salmon, and this and that. And instead of drinking, my thing used to be coffee. Like I'd be in the studio, and I'm drinking, like, caramel frappuccinos, 2,000 calories, you know what I'm saying? And, um to keep me up but then i convert it to green tea and i just put some like organic stevia in there and that keeps me up and um i just gotta not buy snacks you know because if i see you got a bag of chips right there i'm gonna fucking eat that shit for sure so i just it's this book called uh, atomic habits by james clear and one of the things is that your habitat creates your habits mm. if that makes sense mm, so the reason why you're so focused and i'm just making an assumption right on um, like your streaming, your your Twitch, and amongst your other things is how you was. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just inferring how your whole old thing back in the day was like you know mama's basement. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or but in or in this basement, whether it's mom's mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. basement, whatever. That was your habitat. It was you had your whole streaming thing to where you was able to constantly create content all the time. It was a part of your habitat, and so I just didn't surround myself with chips when i'm in the studio or even at the crib i got a studio in the crib so i just wouldn't buy chips i would only just i only drink water you know and stop buying 7-eleven water all the time i just uber eats water you know dollar water and shit now just order fiji water but it takes access to the information you know most of the time like we don't we are in the information age but we don't get access to this information from valuable resources you know 
And um, that was my main thing. I was just like, just mind, body, spirit, elevation. That that was my whole thing with, with the weight loss. And um, like I said, I'm not fucking perfect. I'm not no John Travolta, buff-ass, Michael B. Jordan-ass nigga, you know, but uh, that was just a little it's, self-reflection. It's a, it's a life choice that you're proud of, and it shows the results. I'm proud of you. I appreciate damn, that. man, like, shit. This nigga looked like, uh, he just made me think, like, damn, I got to empty out my whole bar, my whole, like, I got, like, two kitchens. I got, I'm like, hold on, what am I going to do? Oh, man. They, that's actually really dope. This is what I like about you, man. No, I appreciate it. Because with you, it's it's always, it feels a little bit either, it's deeper than just surface level. It almost feels like a little bit spiritual. But beyond the weight loss and shit like that, I I, I can't ignore the style. First okay. of all, you know, salute to your brand right here. Uh, high level. Salute to the high level, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I think the brand name actually matches with how I just even seen you move around this year. For sure. I've been seeing you move around. It looks like you are making a... I was about to hit Ace and say, I think... Y'all have either done like a rebranding, but it's really good. And I was, and I even asked you today. I said, "You got a stylist?" But the the type of clothing you're wear, wearing, the how it fits, you're not like you're trying to make a distinct image that people could see that yo, this is me at this point in my life, and this is not me a couple of years ago. Yeah. Why did you feel that you know like you had to you know? And I don't know if you you, you think that your style has changed a little bit. Yeah. Um. Why though? You know what? I always been like a fly nigga in middle school and high school. Like I was always on that fly shit. I was I was a big sneakerhead. I would always stay up to date on the new gear, the new shoes. I couldn't really afford the shit, but I was just up to date on shit. And I would just find ways to finesse. Like I was selling weed in high school and would use that shit to buy, you know, the latest sneakers or, you know, some some dope pants and, and some fresh gear. I remember G Star was like a huge thing for me in ninth grade. When I was like, yo, I got a pair of G Star pants. This is eighty dollars, nigga. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We getting money. But um, so like I said, in middle school and high school, and like the one year I was in college, all like not all I cared about, but like being fresh was everything because you get dressed to when you look good, you feel good, and when you feel good, you do good, and when you do good, they pay good, you know. Mm. So I say all that to say, middle school and high school, and co- like I I was always on some fly fresh shit, excuse me, fly fresh shit. And um, when I got money, man, when I got on and I got money, I was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm pulling up everywhere in sweatpants, free balling for real. <laughs> I'll be free balling, bro. Ask this nigga, I would free ball. <laughs> like, yo. well, matter of fact, I ain't going to get too much nah, yo, yo, deep I, in I, that. I, yo, I understand what you mean. Life for me changed in terms of what clothing I needed to wear. The minute when niggas was like, oh, academics is here. And I walked into a club with like sweatpants. For sure. And I was like, wait, so like, it, it's not really about like what I'm wearing no more, but it was also me kind of like saying, fuck the clothing element. Yeah, for sure. It, it was the same for me because I was like, man, like when I was in college, I would spend like my, the last of my bread or in high school and all of this shit, I would spend the, my last dollar on like some Balenciaga sneakers or some, some gear, you know? And when I got some money, I was like, man, fuck that shit. Like, I'ma just throw on some sweats and just some chill gear and like, bro, you gonna fuck with me for me and my music, for me as a person, and for me and my music. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the bullshit. But then I was like, I was still buying gear, but I just didn't fucking give a fuck. I was just shower, throw on, you know, deodorant, cologne, and just throw on sweats and shit. But then I was like, Ace is like, bro, um, 
you was on some fly shit when I met you. You know what I'm saying? Like you was like fresh as shit and you always go shopping. You just don't wear none of your shit. And I was like, damn, bro, like I do got to start being back on my fly shit because it fucking feels good, you know? And I'm not the fucking flyest nigga in the world. You know, I'm not no uh, Kanye West, obviously. But Kanye fits me trash sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. Like, like, ah, nah, nah. Kanye be just weird. Everybody like, gonna have some misses for sure. No, no. Kanye got this anti-fashion thing until he wants to do fashion. So he'll, not as real. He'll have some just like some draped over shit that that you're like, what the fuck is he wearing? Nah, for sure. And I definitely. Think he's trying to throw people off because he he rather do that than wear someone else's brand and make their shit look good. For sure, like, I'm still on, like, the that fuck these high fashion brands unless they paying niggas. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, but they're doing a little better. Just an easy went better of, of including niggas that's making their shit popping because hip-hop culture is the most dominant, the most influential culture in the world, bro. Hip-hop is number one above any athlete, above any other genre, above anything. We are the most influential. We got the most power. And we fucking hyping up Gucci and Balenciaga and all of these high-level brands, and they wasn't giving us any inclusion. Now they're realizing the— They're starting to bring more people out to Paris. For sure, now. definitely. They're, they're realizing the direct translation from hip-hop into high fashion, so they're starting to include, you know, people that deserve to more, but still not at the level they're supposed to. So— I'm like, I got my own gear on, you know what I'm saying? High level T, like, you don't even know what the fuck brand this jacket is, you know? So, mm. um, I'm not, like, obsessed with fashion, but, like, I do like to be on some fresh shit. You know, I always was a fresh nigga as, since a youngin'. You know, even uh, my mom, like, you know, black parents, bro, like, even if they don't really got nothing, they kids gonna be in some J's, you yeah. know? So, I was a fresh kid, you know? Even though we might not even had it like that, I always had some J's on, you know? And um, it was some time I had on some shacks too. That was, that was some dark shacks. days. Oh yeah, nah. Shout out to that nigga Shaq. I, I just remember <laughs> it was uh like fifth grade year, man. I had two pair of shoes. One was a pair of champions, and one was a pair of shacks, bro. Yeah, that was. You know, kids are cruel as fuck. Oh man, cruel as fuck. That I still. You got to think. This, Ten years later, I'm still talking about this yeah, shit yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I go on this tangent. My bad if I'm going all over the place. But <laughs> that's all good. Man, sometimes niggas just like to look good, bro. That's all. It ain't nothing like I'm planning like, okay, I want to be positioned like this. It's just like, nah, like, I just buy more clothes now and, and just fucking wear this shit because I've always liked being fresh since as a kid. So I, I, I take it as I feel like you're growing up. You're growing up in front of our eyes. I feel like when, when I that's saw real. you, you were like... You were a teen kind of trying to figure out what this music business is. And for I feel sure. like now you have a handle on it and it's time for you to put up some points. That's real. You get me? So that's exactly where I look at you at now. Um, for some reason, I read some shit about, um, I could be tweaking, uh, that you had did some shit to like work on your voice or speech or some shit like that. I, I might be, I might be. I might be tripping. Uh-uh, no, nah, I didn't. You know, it's funny, though. Literally, like, three days ago, um, I went to the speech therapist. Mm. And um, only for, like, speaking engagements and things of that nature, like, not for, like, the music. You, start, you, like, you messed up on one word one time here, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that speech therapy's paying off. Yeah, I only did one session, and they actually weren't that helpful. But <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that's man. besides the point. But, um... Not Wait, really. Why did you even go to the speech therapist for the first place? Um, 
just because I noticed I was watching one of my interviews and I noticed I always say like, you know what I'm saying? I, mm. I, I might still do it in, in this one, but I was just like, man, I need to better, um, you know, obviously I read a lot and um, I would say I'm like more articulate than, than the average person or just maybe I have like, you know, average speaking uh, skills. But I was just like, I do a lot of interviews. Uh, I do a lot of talking. Like I was just at Harvard last year speaking to Harvard kids. And I was like, man, these, a lot of these kids are a lot more well-spoken than I am, you know? And um, so just always trying to just self-improve in every little area that I can just as a human being, you know, like I'm still growing, you know, I'm still like figuring this shit out. So I appreciate you one, like acknowledging that you have seen some growth that make me feel good. No, of course. You know? well, well, I mentioned it because, you know, it's not, and that's what I was saying. There's a lot of things I feel like you do and focus on that the average and normal rapper probably doesn't even, th it's an afterthought. Like, speech, like, you know how many rappers who, like, again, not to, you know, kind of disrespect any of these rappers by the name, but, like, whether it was Chief Heath or Young Thug, when they were early in their careers. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the things is, like, they were so untrained and yeah, the label should have probably helped them with certain things, but like they didn't really know how to, you know, eloquently um, put together their thoughts and actually communicate besides the music. Yeah. You know, obviously trying to get to that next level, you gotta be, you gotta be able to talk. Yeah. You know? And um, seeing that you noticed it, not that it was probably a huge problem anyway, but you know, yeah. seeing like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to fix that or I'm going to seek help. I think that was dope in itself. Nah, I appreciate that, bro. Um, Yo, I, I, I got to touch on this, man, because, again, back to the pocket watch and shit, man. Y'all watched you on, I, I believe you told me, Earned Your Leisure, right? Mm -hmm. Salute to them. I yeah, thought yeah. they did a great job. So, I've been, you know, you know, everyone asked me to comment on, like, these public stories about this and that rapper, this and that rapper. And recently, you know, we had a few rappers, you know, kind of, you know, basically say they haven't gotten paid from their music. Mm-hmm. And this shit was so interesting because, I, you know, for the average fan, I believe they have zero idea how rappers make money. Yeah. Like, the average fan actually thinks, oh, because you are lit on Twitter, you're lit on this whatever app, you get paid a million dollars per month, no matter what happens. Yeah, for sure. And that ignorance goes into kind of assuming what's going on. So when people it usually... in our favor as artists. Exactly. Yeah. But when 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 fans then see that same artist say, "Hey, I've never gotten paid for my music," they're confused. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you? Because I I feel like you're you're very business minded. I, you know, I've, I've heard you discuss you know not only the business of um, music, which is what you're in, but just how even money works. How did you get on top of that game so quick? Like from an early age, like you kind of knew, like, oh, okay, so this is the industry, and this is how money goes. Um. Man, from touching that hot iron, you know, like um, from experience, from learning, like, okay, and even learning from others' mistakes. Sometimes I learn, oh, like, ooh, I see how they did that. Okay, and having good OGs, you know, like, I know how you said, like, Thug, like how he came, like, early in the game, but, like, Thug is, like, a real OG. He be mm -hmm. kicking knowledge, like, dropping real knowledge, and he is not that's, afraid to drop knowledge. Him. Like, I feel like he's teaching a whole generation of artists. For sure. But he probably... No one was there to teach him when he first came in the game. I done got some real gems from Thug. Really? Like some real gems from Thug, for real. Like, and, and amongst other OGs and legends as well. So I, I take all of that into account because everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's path is a little different. And, uh, and I see how somebody did this, and I'm like, 
Ooh, okay. So I was, you know what? I'm glad you did that because I was thinking about that, but you were the test dummy, so I'm not going to do that if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, just learning, bro. Just just doing research because, like I said, bro, I'm a, I love this music shit. I man, I, before I came here, I was just in the studio for 14 hours, and I'm not saying that to brag about it because this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my fucking career. This is like my legacy is directly impacted by the amount of work that I put in, and. I don't want to be a hundred year old man, a 90 year old man. Like, man, I wish while I was, you know, making music, I put my all into it. So now bro, like I really put my whole entire being into this music shit in every aspect, like from every single lyric, every word must be profound. You know, the production, I spend months and months on the mixing and mastering of the music, you know, and, um, just on the, on the live performances as well. It, it, I just got to put out the best product, you know, when it comes to music. And, you know, when I talk to, like, kids that's um that's trying to come up, and, you know, I was just at HBCUs talking to some kids out there, and my main thing is just, like, when they want to make music or do anything, I'm like, yo, make sure your product is dope, man. Do that 10,000 hours of research and whatever you want to be, whether you want to be a fucking dentist or, like, an orthodontist or electrician, like, nigga, do your fucking research and, and get good at the craft. Like, you was probably doing, you know, podcasts and streaming Twitch, like, years before you got on. So by the time you got on, even though you probably didn't know everything, you had more knowledge than than most that came in the game, you know? Uh, shit, I was doing them 10,000 hours while having a regular job recording in the back of a Mazda 3, just like whatever. I always tell people like, yo, uh, so I did uh, I did one of my solo podcasts today, and um, I, I did it around like eight times. Mm. And I always tell people, and I said, listen, this is just my thing. If it doesn't start good, if the first three minutes ain't good, I could talk for five hours. I won't feel good about it. And, like, I could see people in the room getting a little, like, yo, oh, my, again? Like, yo, this was good. Like, what are you doing? And I'm tell I, I told him, I said, listen, these are repetitions to me. Yeah, for sure. I've done the 10,000 hours. Probably probably past 100,000. I'm on to the million. But it, learning never stops. For You're sure. You're probably in the studio still learning new shit. For what? sure. I'm getting better every day, bro. Like, every day I'm in the studio, I'm learning something new, like, I'm on. I'm very heavy in the production process of music. Mm. You know, I only got one album out, bro. But me touring the world in that one album taught me like you make music to perform it. You make music f so that people can make memories to the music. So they attach these life memories to your music because that's what makes your music eternal. You know, but the music got to be good in order for that to happen. And when did um, you learn that? From fucking every after time you, I hear a song, tour. No, not even that. From on, from the performing aspect or, like, the memory aspect? Well, the, the performing aspect, because I think a lot of times people don't realize, the first time people usually hit that first tour where you're touring your project, you might realize people enjoy s some of the songs that may not have streamed the best or For may sure. not be the biggest, but those are the memorable ones that you could see to the crowd. That connects the most, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, like, yeah, doing certain music. So I'm going back in the studio at this point, like, okay, I don't tell toward the world i understand what type of frequencies and, and and sounds get the most connection translates the best and that people are most affected by like in their hearts you know that because we make music to make people feel better about whatever the fuck they got going on in their lives or whatever situation like kids coming out to be like man like your music well i was about to you know what i'm saying off myself or finish myself but like 
I, I listened to this music and it got me through these dark times. Like, I don't take that shit lightly, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is, we got us as artists have very, very uh, important jobs and not to throw a bunch of responsibility on ourselves because we all just human beings too. But I take that to heart, bro, and very seriously. And so that's why I'm like very, uh, um, not. I'm just very meticulous about every detail when it comes to the music, bro, just to put out the best shit. And uh, performing, that's also where you see where you really stand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how some artists will do, you know, a million, billion streams, but they not even selling out venues, you know? Or, like, the, the monthly listeners on Spotify isn't matching their tour history, you mm, know? Of course. Everybody labels and the whole industry is all focused on, like, you know, what they YouTube doing, what they Spotify, Apple doing, but, like, what's your touring looking like, nigga, you know? And um, that's what I'm focused on. I'm trying to make the best music because the way I really get to see where I stand and where where your place is in hip-hop is on that fucking roll, you know? Hey, I was shocked one day. So, this is a couple of years ago. This is during when people said the clout era was like happening, right? It's like 2017. Yeah. There was an artist, and I, I feel like I've told this story a couple of times, so I don't know if people have guessed it by now. Mm -hmm. But that artist had over 15 million followers on Instagram. That's a lot of fucking. That's people. a lot. Everything is going crazy. Their videos is going crazy in the first day, every time they drop it. And that person shows up to New York City. And they were performing at SOBs. SOBs is a 500 um, cap venue, yeah, legendary. Yeah, for legendary. Sure. Exactly. They sent me an invitation. I couldn't make it, but I said, yo, I like this is this is gonna be like one of those. So I yeah. sent two people who work for me. I said, hey, listen, I need you guys to document this. Yeah. Go and watch it. And, and I really was disappointed. I really wanted to go myself, you know, but I sent them, right? Mm. When they came back and they said, Yo, I kid you not. There was 200 people in the venue. Damn. I said, no fucking way. I thought, I thought that venue was too small for the artists. 15 million followers. Yeah. 200 people show up in New York City. That's a major market. What does, what does that tell you in terms of, and, and I think you're, you're already saying it. Yeah. But like, when did you realize that maybe the 15 million it's just all fluff. Yeah. And it's all about who actually shows up to the show. For sure. You know what? A good example of that is um, Anderson Pac. Mm. Like, before, you know, the group with Bruno Mars, like, he'd do a video, and it wouldn't do crazy numbers like that. It might do, like, a million, two million views, like, in a couple of months, you know? But this nigga was doing fucking arenas. He did an arena tour. He got a mu he got like a music video out like his lead single got like three million four million views which is still a still three million four million views, but damn near what that told me is damn near everybody that watched that video paid money to go see his performance. This nigga did an arena tour, bro, really? an arena tour, How? Madison Square Garden, the forum. This is facts. You can look this up. I know. I know. By himself, Anderson Park has headlining. a crazy, like people. His performances are great. And by the way, that's nothing performances not just it's one thing just showing up on stage and sing your songs another thing if you're given a show yeah yeah but how, how do you so like as an artist how do you make sense of that because because a lot of people teach you to chase the numbers yeah for sure but the numbers might not translate and when you see an artist that has modest numbers but it's fucking converting yeah 
What does that tell you? That's the wave. Mm. Like, it's a way to do both, you know, but it just goes to show that, like, numbers aren't everything, you know. Uh, we're, we're in such, like, a numbers-driven society. We, as us as a society, we just love, um, like, separation of classes. Mm. Uh, we love, like, totem poles. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm, I make, I mean, we have, like, these socioeconomic statuses and, uh, all these sorts of things that, that to divide people. And I think numbers just plays into that, you know? So like when we post on Instagram and shit, even I fall into this shit, like post a pic or some shit. That's why I like, I can't this, I hopefully I want like this next album or the album after this one to put me in this place where I don't got to do social media at all. Like I'm not quite there yet in my career. The oh, way I don't got to be on my, like, like, well, yeah, yeah. On some young nigga shit. I still want to check it out. Be tapped in. You know, I, like I said, I'm not, uh, Holier than thou, though. I love seeing, you know, the uh, it's entertainment, you know, but it's a lot of shit on that for exactly. sure. But it's just so fucking much like negativity and, and, and so much bullshit. But it's such like a lucrative, so much shit not, not real for sure. And so, for sure, sure. But it's such a like lucrative marketing tool, you know, if it wasn't such a lucrative marketing tool for pushing your brand or your music, I wouldn't be on that shit at all. And right now, I still barely be on that shit. Like during the pandemic, I went eight months with no phone. Why? Just for self, knowledge yourself. Like, bro, I was in I was living in Africa for four months. I was in Ghana for four months during this last year. Just one to for music, you know, my music, I just can't go in the studio and lie to niggas for an hour. You know, I just I'm incapable of doing that. One, the shit'll be not good. Two, I won't be able to sleep at night and look myself in the mirror, you know? But I got to, like, actually live real-life experiences in order to make music based on that. You know, Why Ghana? Um, you know when it's just calling your spirit? When something's just, like, ringing in your ear and it was just the whole, the motherland was just, was just calling my, my name. And so you got to an answer. And um, when I was out there, I noticed that all of the great uh, black artists, whether it be in literature and um entertainment or just anything in general went back to Ghana or Africa at some point uh in their time um uh Nina Simone, Angela Davis, Dave Chappelle mm -hmm. did it um even back to you know Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Holly Selassie, they would all meet uh Kwame Nkrumah who was like the first uh not to fucking give a history lesson. He no, was you put me on game. I, I yeah, really yeah so um so he was the first uh black president of Ghana and this is like in the 60s. And so Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther King, W.E.B. Du Bois, they will all come out and visit him. And that almost started like the uh, the African diaspora back to Africa movement because we had a home there. You know, before we, we felt, and I'm not all the way knowledgeable on this, but from what I've read and I've researched, Haile Selassie as well. But I say all that to say, um, I don't, I don't want to go too deep because mm -hmm. that, that can be like a fucking five hour yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was just calling my spirit, bro. And I was making a lot of this album in Africa. And um, I, I did some music in Paris for a little bit and London as well. But I got to like really like experience like real life shit. Like even, you know, trauma, like my best one of my best friends from high school got killed 
And this isn't just a nigga I just see in the hallway every now and then dap up. Like, no, this is a nigga we play basketball together. Like, his mom would, uh, we both got single moms, so his mom would drop me off at home from practice when my mom couldn't, you know, get off of work in time. And, and vice versa. Like, this is really, like, my dog. Like, he got killed. You know, a song uh, came from that emotion, the emotion of grief, the emotion of uh, um survivor's guilt you know translating it into music in that form me being in africa something even as simple as a conversation that we're having that we're having right now you can say something that's like slightly profound and that'll inspire a lyric which turns into you know song form and so i say all that to say i really gotta go through life and experience shit hopefully not no fucking trauma all the time you know to make music but i gotta experience life and have real life conversation and situations in order to translate those emotions and transmute it into song form you know i just can't go in the studio and just talk about the same shit all the time because it's gonna be like yo i ain't had shit now i got it i spent you know it's gonna be the same shit and nobody want to hear that shit all the fucking time you know what's the deeper meaning to some shit what's uh some shit that's relatable to niggas you know i even had to go back to the hood and just be around that environment you know what i'm saying just uh staying uh in in touch with everything not being or becoming too jaded because i don't ever want to be the jaded nigga that's just like clueless about what's going on in the real world you know and so i had to you know do all of these things like i said i was in ghana for four months i was in in cairo egypt a little bit as well um in luxor and, and nubia but um it took all of this stuff and, to and, sort of construct and, and, this album. And, 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 and are you like going to these places kind of like by yourself? Is your whole team coming with you? Like, how are you moving? Like, I just they ain't even know this nigga Ace was just like, I'll just, I'll just go. Oh, he, he, th- he probably thought you were burnt out then. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll like, just. Oh, this guy's, this guy's off. Like he's gone. He's off the deep end. Well, I was gonna. I really want to piggyback off that thought because me and Ace were having a conversation, and that directly uh, applies to it. But I do have to ask um, before we even get there, like. Is that really, is like some of the shit you're telling me how you survived the, like this time from the pandemic? Because remember, we meet 2018, pandemic mm-hmm. hits March 2019, right? Whole 2020. T- is, it, is it 2020? 2020. Oh, shit. It's, it felt like it's been two years. Yeah. Okay, okay. So pretty much in a year, uh, pr- like a year and a half later, it hits. Yeah. Right? And now thinking about that. And technically, like, my first, I only got one album out, and that dropped like, july 26 2019 yeah so at that point though right like when you go into the pandemic like your, your career is going up obviously you dropped your album like yo people are saying okay this okay we see this guy building yeah that fucking just like that's a punch of the gut for everybody who's new up and coming who probably do need the world to be open to move around and you know how did you fucking survive that and by the way, in every aspect, monetarily, just just sanity wise, like how did you able to uh, were able to still create music? Yeah, so um, I I got a studio in the crib. That's that was the first thing I uh, I seen this Jimmy Iovine interview, and he was like, "When you get your your first check, you invest in a studio, a home studio, just so because that's um your return on investment is like incalculable, you know, like." You go in that studio, you can make one song that took you like twenty, thirty thousand to to make and you don't even gotta spend that much, you know? Let's say you spend twenty thousand on a new studio as an artist, you know, up in obviously, you know, at different tiers you mm-hmm. spend different yeah, yeah. amount. You can really make a studio for five hundred dollars, but 
So I had the studio in the crib, man. I was I was using the way I look at it. I just try to see the silver lining in everything, and I think the pandemic really helped me a lot as like a human being. To, um, like I said, I'm fucking nigga. I'm still trying to figure this shit out all the way. I'm I'm not perfect. I don't got all the fucking answers, and I ain't gonna pretend like I do. You know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Find out on your own. You know, but for me personally, I try to see the silver lining in everything. I was like, okay. This is a time for me to get my business all the way together. Like, cause it was good and good standing and everything was going great and excellent. But I was like, nah, I gotta take it to a high level. This is where I came up with the idea and the concept of the brand. Just understanding the business in every single aspect. Okay, you have touring, you have uh merch, you have um just business in general, like investments. Like I always been a good nigga when it comes to just saving bread. Like I probably saved like 90% of my, my total net income. Right. Really? Never, yeah, for sure. Eight, let's say 80, let's say 80, no 75 for sure. Man, a rapper usually saves like 10% if that, or they're in debt until their next advance. This shit don't come with a 401k. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and I'm gonna be doing music at the absolute highest level for 25 years. So it's not out of fear, doubt or worry. But it's just more so this discipline, you know, going back to that word discipline. These are things I had to get an understanding of. I felt like God was showing me before I got on. So I wouldn't overindulge into anything. Because like I said, when when you get the three things I said, I stopped doing all the time. Overindulging in, you know, fucking and, and drinking and, you know, uh, drugs. As an artist, you got unlimited access to all of that shit you know what i'm saying nobody's going to tell you you got unlimited access to all of that so i felt like god was showing me discipline so when i got in a position i could not be pressed for that shit you know so um going back to the business thing um i had to learn about you know like i said i always save majority of my income but it was just sitting in the savings account you know that's not being productive and i had to learn wait, that wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, but how do you save like 80 percent though so you get a fucking advance check. You got to run through that bitch. Nah, no? not necessarily. What, do you, what does Corday spend money on then? Um, Give me, like, like, by the way, money management and discipline with money. I think that, you know, that should be its own class in every inner For city. sure. I, and, you know, I said this on, uh, especially in every inner city, for sure. Because, like, in school, they don't teach you about, you know, balancing a checkbook. Not that we got to do that in today's uh, world anyway. But um, they don't teach you about fucking stocks and bonds, IRA accounts, SEP accounts, long term, short term. They don't teach you any of that. So one, you know, when you're at a level of income, uh, as a a high level of income in general, fifty percent taxes offer it. You know, so I'm already. I did have that. I already did know that, right? And um, so if it's a million dollars, it's already half a million for sure. Offer okay. it. But a lot of artists, when you get the million. You well, spend like you got the million. You, spend you, know? you, got, you got the million. On, on things that's not. ask e- you for the rest. For and sure. And then, and then most spend it on things that's not like um, a business expense. You know, because a business expense is um, like taxable. They deduct that, you know, from the amount yeah. you got to pay. And so my whole life is a business expense. Mm. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Majority. But. So, okay, going back. So I've always been good with just saving money and stacking bread. But now I had to, I had this a little more time than usual because 
when you're on the road, I'm touring the whole world doing shows literally every day, doing 150 shows in 120 days, you know? So I'm just, I'm a, I'm a fucking autopilot at that moment. I'm just doing the show after the show, doing 12 hours in the studio, go to sleep, repeat. Do a show, 12 hours in the studio, go to sleep, repeat. I'm doing that. So then when this pandemic happened, I was like, okay, let me learn, study about stocks and bonds. And it happened at the point to where the Dow Jones was under 19,000. The Dow, Dow Jones is at like 37,000, 36,000 right now. And, so and, everything and explain was... Explain what that means in layman's terms to some people. Like, yo, what the fuck this nigga? So this is when the pandemic first started. The stock market crashed. It mm. was, every stock was like just dirt cheap. So I'm like, damn, I'm in this Shout blessed ass... Airlines, man. For sure. I'm in, I was like, yo, I'm in this blessed ass position where I got access to extra capital so I can invest in these things. And again, I'm not a fuck. I don't have a fucking degree in investing. So um, do your own research. You know what I'm saying? But um, I say all that to say, so I was investing a bunch. I dumped a bunch of money in the stock market. Uh, real estate at that time was way lower than what it is right now. So I bought a couple of uh, rental properties and, and uh, made other pre-IPO investments to where the money is just working for you, you know? And um, that was the main thing I had to learn. So I had to do research about stocks and bonds. Okay, just I don't do no like, um, you know, no AMC sort of stocks. I just do the straight oh, long term, the, the safe bets. Yeah, yeah, I, I do the long term safe joints that yeah. that pay dividends. The apples, the Microsofts, uh, Yo, Tesla. I lost a bunch of money on. Some of the, remember when that was like little Wall Street bets thing. They hyped up some shit. I think it was called. Yeah, I wasn't fucking with that. I lost like thirty grand. I lost another. Oh man, listen, I, I've learned now. Tesla, Apple, Microsoft, we gonna stay there. Yeah, okay? for sure. Um, is this company called Neo N I O? That's basically like the Chinese version of Tesla. I invested really? in that super early. Yeah, you should tap. Just you know, look into it. Yeah. Do your own research. Um, you know, airline companies, Delta, Royal Caribbean. Um, Snowflake, uh, Nvidia, which is, mm. uh, you know, these are this is my whole portfolio, not my whole, but a lot of my portfolio. So, just different, you know, different tech companies, different, uh, just long term stocks. You know, were you were you also in the back of your mind saying, hey, okay, I got disposable income, but I don't know how this long this pandemic going to last for, so I might go broke and I might either have to pull out. So let me just save some. Let me save at least the majority. Uh, and not put into stocks or anywhere else because I might need to spend it because now I'm kind of sitting still. Nah, I I want I try not to ever operate in a place of fear. You know, it's it's a lot easier said than done, but it's um because when you I, I found with myself when um it's because like when you was coming up, you were fearless. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and same with anybody in any field, but when you get to a certain level, like they don't make any self-help books for when like you've attained like all of your goals and dreams. And now you have to reach that to a, a even higher level, you know, and this is also what a mantra of high level came from, because I said I was literally in everyday conversation. I say high level all the fucking time, especially uh, during this time where I first uh, made high level. And it's all about just operating at a high level frequency of thinking, always trying to radiate good high level energy out, only make high level moves and high level plays. Like that's my thing. Whenever, you know, management, somebody bring me something to my table. I'm like, yo, is it high level or oh, like what? What are we doing? You know, that whole 
uh, high level mantra way of life really uh, motivated me to, you know, become more healthier in, in a mind, body, spirit and soul. And um, just continuous growth is and continuous mm. elevation is oh, what like it represents, because that's what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I, I'll never sit here and act like, nigga, I'm perfect. I'm infallible. I got all my shit together. Nigga, hell no, dog. I'm, I'm still figuring this shit out, but I am learning, you know, step by step. And um. Now, what the fuck was we talking about? Well, you were about to break down how the fuck you made $7 million in the pandemic. I just want to know. Like, like no, listen, I've been watching, I've been pocket watching it, and then I'm like, $7 million? Like, hold on. I'm like, no way he made that off music. So he's been doing some investing or some shit. Like, he, you dropped that line because, by the way, you know, I've also seen the pandemic has really fucked people up. Mm-hmm. The people who we knew that, like, they weren't getting money off music anyway. So they were the guy who, hey, I'm going to be at the club and I'm going to pick up the bag. Yeah. When pretty much the clubs got shut down for a bit, they became, hey, come to my page. We got a giveaway because I got to do something. Yeah, for sure. Exploit my followers and fans and get some money. Right? Yeah. And I, I, I You can't knock it. To each is their own. To each is their own. But what I'm watching, I'm like, damn. You know, as a musician, people kind of put musicians in a realm where like no disrespect to most musicians there's like nba players on a bench that makes more than 85 percent of rappers for sure you know but people look at musicians as like these rappers are like the richest because rappers wear their wealth you know for sure and it's like a man i think it's like a big dick swinging contest and in music about who can spend the most money on the dumbest shit I've never seen when the NBA players bought a new Wraith or the new Maybach truck. But they be I having it. A, because, I see what a new rapper do. Yeah, for sure. I definitely see. So, so I always look at it. I'm like, so the guys who sometimes might have more money, they're not saying, yo, I just cop. I'm the first nigga with the Maybach truck. Yeah. What's up? Yo, I just got this this new joint from, you know what I mean, Eliante. But rappers do it. And then I look at it, and, and, and I, I guess that's why it's a little sad because I'm like, damn. Not saying some of these people are broke, but they might – need cash when they're doing some of these other things when a when a pandemic hits yeah how the fuck let me get back to the question how the fuck you made a seven million nigga um let me see <laughs> we're trying to figure this out right 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 now it's not even trying to figure it out it's like he's trying to see if he can tell me <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um listen is it off music no it's not no 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 most as an artist most of your bread ain't gonna be coming from music well it just depends because it's a case-by-case basis mm-hmm. right um you know you may do like uh i'm going to speak in general terms yeah, this yeah. isn't me specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because i don't want to uh you got to keep some things to yourself right i know i said the lyric but it's some shit you got you know if you got it if you really got it you, you shouldn't Listen, pop you, it if that you, makes if sense. if you really give out a sauce these niggas don't gonna hate on you or try to take it from you or just trying to get you out of the spot just 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 speak in general yeah this and, is just this general I, terms I, 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 I like about you because a lot of times when i'm listening to you you're speaking in a way to educate the consumer yeah for sure a lot of a lot of rappers prey on the consumer's inability to discern what's real and not real and also to distinguish fake from real. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, they want the consumer to not be in the know. I've seen you educate, and I'm like, when you educate your audience, now they could be in a more privileged position of understanding what you're doing and also understanding your plight, which means you don't got to cap. Yeah, for sure. Which, that got to be a relieving feeling. Yeah, nah, because, man, I figured out, like, 
not even I figured out, like, if you, like, are creating this this false lifestyle that you're living, you got to keep up with that shit, man. Like, so when you buy one watch and you got it, like I said, like this big dick swinging contest about who can spend the most money on the, the dumbest shit, you know? And I never wanted to do that as an artist. I only, um, I never want to be that guy that becomes known for, like, just what he spends his money on. Uh, I don't even want niggas to know what, like, I spend my money on. Uh, do you even got to, a chain? I, I don't even think I've ever seen you. No, like, I haven't. I haven't. If I do, though, it's definitely going to be a high-level chain. Sorry, just had to plug in. No, 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 of course. But wait, wait, wait. Like, so, so you, you don't have the fucking, like, $100,000 Cuban. Mm-mm. You got it. Somewhere. Like a, a Cuban? Yeah. Nah, I don't. You got it somewhere. No, nah, because it doesn't. If a you big talk, pinky ring. Look, look, if you talk with any actual like accountant or person that like is an expert in finances, they're gonna tell you, okay, how much money you really have to have to buy a hundred thousand dollar Cuban to like really be able to like actually afford it in in a knowledgeable and and smart way. They're gonna be like, you need to have like thirty million. Before you can really, really, really buy this $100,000 Cuban. Okay, like, does that make sense? In my mind, you know? Because especially in in the industry, like, we don't have a a 401k. We don't have no mm. retirement plan. Like, even, like, NBA players, they got... Some sort of uh, protection in a contract, you know, like... We don't got none of that shit, bro. Like, once your music shit stop, nigga, you just, like, you just asked out, you know? So, like I said, I'm money is never going to be a problem for me, like, within the rest of my life. I'm just... No Richard Mill? Maybe one day. You definitely got, like, the new Maybach truck or something like that. I want to know, like, yo, could you tell me what he got? I seen the house. And, by the way, that's what we got on the phone. Because I had just bought a house. Yeah. And, um... We had a great You know, I was mad because you know Ace post I was mad at him about that low key. I'm like, bro, why the fuck you post my house, bro? Like he didn't post no inside yeah, yeah, or do nothing, yeah, but yeah. just cause I just don't want niggas to know, like, no, you know what I'm dope, saying? Dope. Like cause the less people know, the better, especially about, you know, your personal life. And I was low key mad at bro about it. I was like, damn, bro, why you had to show it was only the backyard. It wasn't nothing yeah. crazy that endangered me, obviously. But I was like, I do not want niggas to know I just bought a crib, bro. Fuck, Yo, man. but I, I was definitely proud of you. And we had a conversation as first-time homeowners. For sure. And that's why I left that conversation High with, level. Yo, this nigga don't talk like a rapper. The shit that, like, would impress most people. Like, I bought it in, a, in the middle of a pandemic, too. Yo, everybody's talking about their the new thing on their wrists. The new type of diamonds is a VS, VVS. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's so, so much and low this, level, like, low-hanging fruit. And by the way, you know, no disrespect because it works for some people's brands. Nah, for sure. But like, if see some, you not indulge in that or really get lost in that, yeah. thinking that, hey, listen, you know, I have to look a certain type of way because I'm a rapper. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah, nah, for sure, bro. Because it's like, man, like, um... It's just always thinking about the the bigger picture, you know, like, and like I said, with, with jewelry, sometimes for some people that shit work, bro. It's like I said earlier, like when you feel, when you look good, you feel good, when you feel good, you do good. For some artists and some people in general, they might need that, 
you know, the, the chain of watch as like, not even as validation, but like shit, just to fucking feel good and be like, nigga, we made it, dog. I done bought all my niggas fucking chains and watches and shit. Like, you know, like, and that might motivate them to write a fucking song that make them way more money than, you know, they spent on the jewelry, you know? True, so I'm, that could be an investment to, um, for some people, you know, jewelry and diamonds and shit can be uh, an investment into their well-being. Because they, they might feel that might be an investment into, like, their mental health, their, so, so their well-being. Nah, it, hell nah. Not, that's not for you at the moment. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 but you're not ruling out that you might not cop something. Yeah, some nah, who knows? But, like, bro, my mom still go to work every day, bro. Mm. I ain't reti- I ain't up enough to retire my mom's yet. And I be I feel like a piece of, uh, like, an asshole, bro. If I'm out here spending all this money on jewelry and cars and, and all of this shit, and I ain't retired my mom's yet. You know what I'm saying? So that that's, like, my ultimate goal to, to get to the level where I can retire my mom's. My mom's young. My mom just turned 40, you know? So my mom's ain't. In order for me to retire my mom, my mom going to want something yeah. real you know because she's still young she's still not in that age to where like she's wanting to retire you know so yo by the way as you say that it reminds me and i'm so glad you know obviously everyone knows now like you know me and meek we put our issues behind us but you know at that time i was kind of you know like you know what you don't that old you, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the, I, I know what you're about to say yeah, that old throwback like, interview where he's like no, no retiring your mom's no, 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 is gangster no, oh, okay no, no, that's no, no, what no. i was going to bring well, up. Well, well no no but, but that's true as well yeah but it was he signed a fucking artist. Yeah. And I remember the artist was like, yo, I use my advance money on other things. And people got mad at him. Like, I remember Blueface and Notoriously said, like, yo, you can't buy a chain with your with your advance money? The fuck are you signing for? And, and, and <laughs> that like, was funny. You, you know, like, I love Blueface. And by the yeah. way, I didn't like Meek at the time. So I'm like, yo, get him, Blueface. But in reality, man, your advance check ain't gonna retire your whole family. Nah. So whether you have a chain or not, it's not like that check ain't that big to solve all your problems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely. A kit. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. So that dude by saying that I'm gonna even though I get it is part of the brand and look for certain people, I'm not going to get a chain for myself that I could help my uh, my family members. Yeah. That was some really dope shit, but the internet, yeah. Remember, he's a new artist. He's not like you. He don't got, like, songs that have been on, you know, Billboard and you know, you're a proven success. Yeah. People were knocking him for it. Yeah, you damn. I mean? It's, it's about that mindset up. that's in the culture. You know what I mean? I kind of look back at that. It was kind of fucked up. I like that guy, though. Now, he, he had the right mindset. Yo, I did want to bring this up. Okay. Me and Ace, me and Ace were talking about it. And we're going to go back to, you know, you living life and, and you know, really just going through all these moments that probably help contextualize and give you really the, the, the experiences and and you know stories and like point of view that you're gonna make music from i said to ace yo let's talk about the what's gonna be the new like the the, the new uh what they used to call like the, the the class with drake and cole and kendrick they used to call them the it was like uh that was the um big three not only the big three, but there was like a class of rappers. Yeah. Right? And it was pretty much, of course, we saw who rose to the top. But I'm looking at it like, yo, Drake just hit 35. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Drake. But he just hit 35. You know, Kendrick, I'm pretty sure, is in his 30s. Everybody's in their 30s. And by the way, they've all aged gracefully and continue to make really amazing music. For sure. But it comes a point where you have to look to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it was a new school, the new school of rap. Yeah. And that was a conversation we were having. It was like, what's the new school of rap today? 
who are the people that, you know, back in 2010, they pretty much appointed or anointed, like, all these guys for the new school. Yeah, and, and that was in the blog era was, was super yeah. prominent, too. And we saw how their careers turned out. So yeah. me and Ace, and, like, I had some strong picks. Um, but but I had caveats about a lot of people. Okay. Okay. Um, on my list, you made it. Okay, but no. there was a there was a caveat. Okay. I know you did a project. And by the way, you could queue up, okay, Akis, you know, back to hate motivating. I got it to motor hating. We're going to call it motor hating, okay? Okay. Because it's motivation, but maybe a little hate. I don't know. You guys tell me. I know you dropped a project. I loved it. Uh-huh. But I said, I said, no more, you can rap with anybody, especially with these new rappers. You probably rap circles around the majority of them. Now, there's one thing that I feel like I believe I need to see from you that I'm going to make sure you're going to get that spot on that Mount Rushmore for this next new school era. Okay. And it's that your story and your experiences is so profound that there are people that could buy in. And what I mean by buy in, they could see what you are in themselves. Yeah. And that's the only thing I think you're missing. Mm. I think, you know, the lost boy it told a part of the story, but I don't yeah. think the story is complete, nor do I think the story has been completely driven home. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I think that is your job. And by the way, I think you know that. I think yeah. when, when you're going around trying to make sure you're, you're having all these experiences in all these different places, you want to make sure, man, I want to, I want to accurately represent me. Cause I know there's a lot of people like me. And they're going to buy into not only how great you are as an artist, but they're going to buy into the story. Like I, I always said with Kendrick, we bought into the fact that he was, he wasn't a gangster, but he was the kid who witnessed all it all from like his bedroom window. Yeah. And he was close enough to see it and he didn't have to rap from the perspective and lie like, oh, hey, I did it. For sure. But that was so real to so, so many people who that was their reality. Not as real. And watching you, you have all the skill set. Skill set's there. You know, you're doing all the right things. But I think that story is what we're trying to see, like, really get epitomized and really get, you know, um, really just put forth through the music. Yeah. And this is why I can't wait for your next project. Nah, for honestly. sure. Because, and I'll be a fool to complete the story in the first album. Because once you got the first story. That's true. You got the whole story in one album. Like, nigga, what the fuck? You got to listen to the second one for and um, now you just got to rap about the turn up because you told the story. Right, right, right. <laughs> you told the story already, you know what I mean? Like, nigga, we know everything about you, nigga. Like, we good on that. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I say that to say, even when I was making my first uh, body of work, it was things that I could have did to make that album a little bit better, a little more complete. But I was like, nah, I want to leave myself room for growth for the second one. So it's like a, a layup, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, only time will tell. I'm not going to, time will let the the music speak and let and let the action speak all day. So, but what do you think about that assessment? Do you think it's fair? Do you think? Well, I, no, I ain't gonna lie. Like stories out there. Like I, I, I want to know what you feel about it because I remember when I said I gave you the criticism uh -huh. first time we met. I, I I felt I felt maybe you understanding it or you even using it as motivation came later. I think at the moment you're like, yo, what this thing is talking about? Yeah. I'm like, yo, Yo, why is this hating ass nigga like right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was for like, sure. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering now, like, you know, um me giving this kind of like summation where I think you're at now, 
And again, by the way, these are high standards. I'm talking about, hey, if you're going to be on the Say Kendrick and Drake, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you're going to be on the motherfucking Mount Rushmore for the next new school, that when we talking about this shit in 2030, be like, yo, damn, who really did it for the last 10 years? Yeah. Your name is going to be, your face is going to be on that, that one of those coveted four spots. You know, again, you're in the mix, absolutely. But that story got to be told. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it, it, I just got to leave it in the music. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just rather prove, like, through actions. You know, like, uh, I think that's even, like, a small thing in, like, my growth from, like, back then. Before, I took it, like you said, I took it offense then. Then I realized later, like, now I'm just like, nah, bro, that's your fucking... It's, that's your opinion, you know? Like, I, I think uh, my first album, I did a good job of telling part of my story, but it's a lot more of the story to be told. It's a lot about me that uh, I haven't even, like, divulged yet. Like, even in purpose, uh, purposefully, you know, because you still got to... It, it's a full story to be told, you know? And, um, and my story is still being told. I'm still uh, living more, you know? Even... Um, when you asked earlier, like, how does somebody make a certain amount of money? In a, in a, and I fucking averted that. I'm going to go back to that, too. Mm. And like I said, I'm going to speak in uh, general lamest terms, not for me specifically. But, um, but yeah, just wait and see, bro, from the music. I'm going to just let the music speak. Of course, hey. Listen. I ain't gonna pitch. Listen, I I'm at, I'm not at the level. Not you're not, not the salesperson. I, I, I like, ain't selling. Talk it up. Yeah, I'm not about yeah. to pitch my album. I'm not about to try to persuade you to listen to it or to like me or this. And not saying you specifically, but anybody, bro. I'm gonna just put my all into it. Put my heart, all my feelings, my soul, my emotion into it. And uh, man, and, and if I know if I did that, like however the world perceives it, I'm not gonna lose any sleep on it because I know I did everything in my power and and I put all my love and my emotions and my soul into it. However the world perceives it at that, it's out of my hands, you know? And I think once I, I realized that, it, it kind of um, lowered the stress a little bit because it, I do put a lot of stress on myself, a lot of pressure on myself as well, like um, putting my battery on my back. Like I want to be one of the greatest of all time. Like, and if you don't want to be one of the greatest of all time in whatever field you in, then get the fuck out. We don't need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on some shit like, like I said, I'm a psycho about this music shit, bro. Man, I love this shit. Though. I'm crazy about this shit. Like, you know, I won't do anything to go against, obviously, my moral compass and my values and ethics that I grew up upon. But, boy, I'm, boy, I'm a psycho about this music shit. I am a, you gonna see. Back to the question you reverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how one could attain uh, wealth um, without doing live music and, and things of that nature is one that goes without saying uh, brand deals and endorsement. You know, you can, oh, yeah, um, I said, this is, this is not me. This is just in layman's time. Oh, you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. But, right, yeah, 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 but, 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 you know, I seen you nigga. Like, uh, come okay. on, man. Like, you, that's good though. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I haven't seen you in anything weird. Like yeah. I've seen you with shit that, okay, makes sense. High-level shit, for sure, because sometimes, man, you taking that $10 million check off rip from, like, a lower-level company can fuck up your potential $100 million check with with the upper echelon company, you know, yeah, if yeah. that makes of sense. Course. Because you've already aligned yourself with, like, a lower realm of shit, 
So that kind of just automatically X's you out of the equation when it comes to some super dope, high-level, upper echelon shit where it's going to be way more money and equity possibly for you. So um, obviously, uh, dope brand alignment that's actually in alignment with who you are as a person and on brand. You know, that's like um, me fucking being the face of... Uh, I'm just trying to think of something that's totally not fucking on brand. Um Cigarettes, of, man. Of cigarettes. Exactly. That's like me endorsing fucking cigarettes and nicotine and shit. Like, like Marble Lights or something. Yeah, I used to smoke Black Mouths as a little kid just on some stupid young... I was off the porch as a young nigga, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like, not on no street shit, but on some, like, stupid nigga shit. Just hey. some young nigga that's in the trenches, so I'm just doing some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, and, and this is the part, like, that's what I'm saying, even talking to you, I'm like, damn, I didn't even know, like, you know, growing up, like, you kind of, like, even went through... the. This is what I'm saying. The, that music, that music got to paint the picture like Picasso. Yeah, for and sure. You have all the fucking tools with when it comes to lyricism and 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 the music capabilities of doing it. Like you, you should be able to fucking take me while I'm listening to that shit, like into your neighborhood, into your high school, for sure. Into like what your day was like, and you know, I I, I know you're gonna do it. But he you should know, be a damn um head of marketing act. My boy act is on the, some shit now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I'm just talking about because I know the. Listen, I like covering the best of the best. Yeah, for sure. And my criteria, and when I start critiquing, mm -hmm. like I always tell people, it's not hate. It's because the level that I like to critique music at, like it's the very best. It's the fucking like it, it, you got to be at the level of like in whatever your respective fields. Frank Sinatra, you got to be like a Martin Scorsese. You got to yeah. be fucking, you got to be that guy. You For know, sure. you got to be a Steven Spielberg. You got to really fucking create some amazing fucking quality. For sure. You know, and um, that's where you're at. You know, and, 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 I'm, and I'm watching you about to hop over the, the hump. And by the way, what you do, I feel like, it's going to be a lightning. Uh, it's going to be like an explosion to where music is turned around. Yeah. You know, like, by the way, a lot of people see like right now these days, like shit, even street music, people want certain type of street music. They want, they it from want the, the guys, real shit. Yeah, they want, they want it from the dudes they believe. For sure. I'm like, yo, no, we believe that guy. We like his music. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's also turning back to where like people are kind of feeding for like some content. They're feeding for some real shit. They're feeding for some shit that could really give them some real emotion. Nah, for sure. This like what you were saying like earlier, like, man, my little brother is in prison for a murder 24 years. Like based on who he was and shit he did, you know what I'm saying? In the streets, I could have came out and was like, yo, nigga, I did this and would have had the niggas to back me too. But like, that's nigga, that's not, that's a person. That's a perspective, but that's not my reality. That mm. was just never me. I always was a nigga that just, I just happened to live in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never shot nobody. I ain't never, you know, it goes without fucking saying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I've always been surrounded by that shit. Like all my homies done really done really do that. You know what I'm saying? Been around that shit. And um, really active, you know, and um, I just I got to just speak upon my reality. Nobody can tell my story better than I can. Nobody can tell the things I've gone through, things I've witnessed. Nobody can be you better than you, That's a fact. you know. And so if I would have came out just talking about, you know, all the shit my brother did and this and that, like you got to you got to live up to that word. You know, like people want to hear that shit from uh, legit sources. 
You, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I seen the interview you day. You like dog. Like we in that. We not in that bubble gum. Uh, shit to where niggas wanna. Hear from people that's clearly not doing the shit, you yeah. know. And I could have came in and and talked about it and, it would, and like I said, I would have had the the back end and would have had the background to do the shit, you know. But like that's just not my reality. Dude. I always wanted something, yeah, for sure. Like like yo, th- this is one of the best times on the internet right now. You know, and I always tell people, I said, just use me as an example. You know, like listen, wh- whether you like me or hate me, and whether you have any opinion about me, one thing you'll definitely be able to say is that man, that's him. And whether sure. the camera's on or, or off, that's him. Yeah. Hey, if you think I'm a little corny, fuck it, I'm a little corny. Like, if you think I'm a little whatever, that's what I am. I don't have to come on and, and by the way, I think people are realizing that this is the road to success. Yeah. Be your fucking self. Transparency. You don't have to come out with the story. Like, there was a time in hip-hop where you had to come out with a story and you had to see, seem like Superman before you got before you got famous. Yo, I sold so much I sold, you know what I mean, all these bricks. Like, I'm the only nigga who was running every project. Like, some outlandish Superman story. Yo, I got shot this so many, this and amount just, of times. For sure, and just over-exaggerate the exactly. shit. Like, yeah, like, I used to sell weed in high school, but nigga, so does everybody at some point. I was selling, the highest I got to was like a half pound. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm That's like me coming out here, like, on some Scarface shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, y'all done That's what rap used to be. Oh, for sure. Like, the most... Well, like people I, can see through it now. Like, people can see... Like, this is what I see a lot of people don't get. Like, people... The fans are so smart now. And this is was why that, I like... Was that, you, like, self-snitching, by the way? I don't think so, right? No, nah, that wasn't. Nah, yeah, nah, you good. But, but listen, Allegedly. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> like, fans can see through shit so for much sure. these days. That if you're portraying an act, it's almost like they're, like... This is like a parody. Get this bullshit out of here, nigga. It's a character. It. For sure. Like, it's like really buying to it. And then you really see what they're buying into. And you're like, yo, if you're not willing to go that far, don't even do it. Just be yourself. That's it. Nobody can be you better than you. Nobody can be me better than me. Like, and I always would just live by that. It's like I said earlier, like, I cannot get, I refuse. And I'm literally incapable of going in the booth and just lying for hours. Sitting here with you lying this whole time have you, ever, have you ever tried or like you know like well not tried like cognizantly but like you're under the pressure of, of producing music i don't know maybe you're in the studio with somebody you're like yo let me just kind of rap about some shit that's not real but hopefully it could sound good to somebody else and then you probably listen to it like this ain't me nah um it's sometimes like as a uh i don't even entertain that idea you know i think we're way past that in hip-hop right now yeah i think niggas have realized like that doesn't do you any justice but um it was times like like i dropped my first mixtape when i was 15 years old i've been doing this music shit and i was treating these mixtapes like they were fucking going to be heard by the world i was treating these mixtapes like they was albums at 15 years old i'm arguing with my homeboy about what song should be placed here like okay how do we sequence this better and this is a mixtape that's gonna get like three thousand downloads maybe you know and um damn what was it i say all that to say it'll be sometimes in those old mixtapes where it was like exaggeration but mm. it was almost manifestation in a way mm. you know so that's about what was you portraying to be nobody who you're not no 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 no. you you won't go back and be here no like hey yeah hey listen i and and i seen an answer that you gave somewhere else about it why did you take the YB and off the main i i had a theory but from what i've heard what was you your say, theory my theory was that you were going in a different direction mm-hmm. and and respectfully you know the brand of what YBN stood for mm-hmm. didn't represent you as an artist anymore. 
And it's all good while y'all all, like, for example, like, um, the Migos, they all say YR Ren, young rich nigga, right? Yeah. And they all still are represented by that, you know, slogan. I felt like where you were going just wasn't representation of that anymore. Yeah. And for you, it was either be weird yeah. and be very separate from them as you try to figure out your own career. Yeah. Or respectfully, which I thought it was respectful. Yeah. And you, you pointed it out. You said you, you know, you talked in the mirror and everything. Yeah, for sure. Like, hey, listen, I'm gonna go this way. Yeah. At what point did it did it kind of come to you that, hey, maybe I should remove that? Um, it was like middle it was like pandemic, you know, like it gave me a lot of time to just um just really think upon everything from like I said the business aspect is is a huge thing on um my uh you know the brand of high level on um finances on how to fully reach my fullest potential as an artist and as a musician so I just I really used that in a lot of self reflecting man I really used and these are all, like I said, the silver lining uh, of the pandemic. I, I really did a lot of just self-reflecting and, and self and was more self-critical, you know. So there's nothing that anybody can say to me about anything music-wise, uh, me as a human being, as a person that I haven't already, like, thought of myself, you know. Um, it was, I would think about situations that happened, like, months and months ago. And I would call somebody and I'd be like, yo, bro, I apologize for the shit I did or the shit I said. I like, man, I was an asshole on this day to you. Like, my bad, bro. That that was my fault on that. So it was just a whole lot of thinking, man. You know, a lot of a long time. I think as as people, we're most productive. For me personally, I'm most productive when I'm alone. Like, that's when I'm able to be 1,000% honest with myself about my deepest insecurities as a human being, as an artist. And that's when I'm able to, to truly grow. You know, as, like I said, as a human being, more than anything, um, you meditate. Nah, I, I, every now and then, but but not often. Uh, I I do pray. I, I should pray way more often. Um, I do meditate are... every now and then. I, I do. You know, one habit I did pick up was I read a lot more now. Like I used to always uh always read as a kid, like Harry Potter. And then I would start reading um, like W.E.B. Du Bois and a lot of black history books, you know, uh, Thurgood Marshall. Uh, he, I was reading Revolutionary Suicide when I was like 13 years old, you know, and I haven't like freely read, you know, on my own accord since like a youngin'. So I had this time. So I was just reading hella books. Bro. I probably read hella books, you know, so. And. I did all of this just to just feed the mind, retrain the mind. And also I'm reading literature as well. And I'm seeing for me reading literature, how that's helping me as an artist and helping my pen game and, and sharpening the, the tool as well. And um, it allowed me to come to a, a bunch of understandings more so about the business as a whole, about just everything. So what was most important to me, like you said, uh, not to be the dead horse, you know, cause I said this before in the interview, but I just needed Namir's blessing. You know, that was what was most important to me because I didn't give a fuck about what the internet said about what anybody said. I know if in my heart of hearts and I kept that information quietly, like niggas didn't need to know, you know, that I had a conversation with bro. Cause also it was such yeah, like I, a topic I, at, at the time. It felt like, like, you know, I just ghosted it, niggas and well, just, it felt like you were trying to jump off a singing ship because yeah. you know, people were giving the mirror a lot of, you know, flack for, you know, his project. And you know, the, the, he was going through a very interesting time. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, 
when you you know drop the letters from your name and we just kind of saw the rebrand they were like they're like oh that how convenient nigga like how convenient man you know what I mean wait oh this Titanic sinking I'm out of this bitch you know what I mean you took the first life raft yeah you know what I mean and 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 I think also Namir's reaction to like yeah. it wasn't a reaction necessarily to to you but I think he was just kind of he was saying, yo, listen, I'm going to hold down what I've repped my whole career. Yeah. And he reacted. People yeah. thought that that might have been towards you. Yeah, nah. Um, And he reacted out of emotion, you know, which is okay because everybody, we fucking human beings, you know what I'm saying? And some people react off of emotion on online and some people do it um in, in, in real life, you know, if that if that makes sense. So, um, like, me and, like, Namir, we forever good, you know. My main thing, like I said, was I just needed bro's blessing for me. Like, that's all I needed personally to where I could sleep at night and knowing my heart of hearts, I did the honorable thing. I did the right thing, you know, at the time. And most people didn't even know, like, the real reasons behind it. You know, people just assume all sorts of things and, like, man, I don't give a shit. And like I said, because I'm so private and, and quiet and secretive how I move, like, most other artists would have been, like, would immediately picked up their phone, got on this, like, nah, I'm gonna tell y'all why what really happened. It was over, you know, the shit I already spoke upon, and and little do y'all know, I already got, you know what I'm saying, bro. But I was just like, bro, like, let people think what they think. Like, I I know in my heart of hearts what it is. But because you didn't do that, that's that exactly proved my point that you probably didn't belong there no more. Because mm -hmm. Namir and 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 and, and, and um. Almighty oh, Jay, that's all they were doing, going at each other. So yeah, yeah like you, you moved a little bit different. Let's be honest with you, though. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I know you want to touch on probably even that. I've always, did you ever feel that that like, you probably belonged in like a TD or a Dream Team? Be honest, the never. Pity your stomach, like nah, like, hell like the type nah. of artist you are. Like obviously, you know, th 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 those nah. aren't camps that really, you know, for like your age group, like you know, have artists around your age group, yeah. but your skill level and where your focus is as an artist, I have a lot of people who seem like they have almost like a fucking just training camp of those type of artists. I'm going to keep it a buck. That never crossed my mind, really? not one time. Not one time. I could see you on Dreamville, bro. I can't. I could see you barring <laughs> up J.I.D. nightly. Every <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, nah, but bro, like... Man, like, Yo, Jazzy, I, I, ain't, you, brother. Okay, I ain't no crew hopping ass nigga. You know, I, I'm high level, man, is my thing. Like, I gotta, like, I'm trying to start my own shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh, one thing that was dope, you know, about the YBN thing was just the youth. You know, just being, man, Almighty Jay, you know that you cool with Jay. That nigga funny as fuck, bro. Hilarious. Like, I had some, like, that nigga's funny as fuck. He gotta do a fucking movie. No, He's a star, bro. Like he need, he definitely needs to be like in a movie, in some sort of television show. Like that nigga, like I would pay to see this nigga's daily life on TV because that nigga is hilarious. He's super hilarious. This nigga is like one of the funniest niggas I've met in my life. So when you see him and um, the mirror going at it, mm -hmm. like obviously people are now <laughs> saying, "Yo, Corday," like you know, because again. Just by the nature of you guys, you know, being in a conglomerate or group, whatever you want to call yeah. it, people always going to think that you guys are, like, just, like, brothers who, like, pretty much break up each other's fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Not knowing there's different dynamic amongst different people. Yeah. When you see them going at it online, do you are you like, yo, let me call both of these dudes to be like, yo, bro, is this some internet stuff or is this really happening? Yeah. Or are you like, yo, listen, I'm going to let them do their stuff because I know how they get. Yeah, um, 
Hmm. I talked to uh especially like uh over the pandemic, I'm I'm talking to this nigga Jay like every fucking day. Like I'm, we hooping and shit, all of that shit every day. And uh Namir, I talked to Namir pretty frequently as well. I didn't um it's just brotherly love. That's all it is. Like I'm not even trying to like fucking mask put it on a masquerade. It's just like you fight with your brothers as well. You know? Um like it, that's all that 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 shit is honestly like i don't know how fucking serious they got when it was put uh putting up a boxing match or whatever who um, got money on that come on now oh my god <laughs> i'm not answering that i'm definitely not gonna answer that yo listen i love i love my man the mirror man like the mirror he showed me so much stuff. i love the mirror <laughs> i know where this is going but come on man Jay, like I, I i've you see what jay did to skinny from the nine Yes, I did see that. <laughs> he sent it. I'll, he sent that. Yeah. Jesus. I ain't like, gonna speak like, on that too I, much. I, yo, after I saw that, I was like, yo, Lemire, <laughs> listen. No, we're not gonna do this one. We're gonna, we're gonna sit down and talk. About yeah. Um, how do you, like, you don't foresee yourself even getting into, like, back and forth. Like, you're really, like, just not the I'm too high level for, for that shit, man. We too high level for that. Not on no holier than Dow, but like we just trying only radiate good high level energy, operate at a high level frequency. And uh, but we enjoy all of the the bullshit and the, and the dumb shit as well, you know. Like I said, like Namir Man and, and Jay, those niggas are forever like a part of my legacy. You know, when I'm 20 years from now, 25 years from now, um, when I make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Hip Hop Hall of Fame, I'm going publicly thank namir you know like i think the world of him and i'm appreciative and grateful for that nigga you know what i'm saying like i can legitimately say like i was going to get on regardless no matter what because it's just god's plan for me but he definitely helped a lot like that's undeniable it goes without saying you know so same the, with jay so the mirror hits you or jay hits you in like a year and a half he'd be like yo i need that feature easy sure I ain't gonna lie. You might be, you might be the guy. <laughs> you might be the guy. That's more. Be like, yo, I need that. I need that Corday stimulus package right now. Yeah, undeniable. They go on tour, whatever. Mm, okay, okay, all right. No, no, no. I, I respect that. And, and by the way, yo, I'm so glad that's amicable because, like, you know, it, it, it's, and it hip. But let's and also let's be honest too. In hip hop, like how many groups Migos because them niggas actually cousins. You know what I'm saying, and, and I'm not well, gonna speak. One of them is uncle. And one yeah, of yeah, exactly. Is, but it's crazy. <laughs> I'm not, and, I, and I'm not gonna speak too much on anybody's situation because I'm not knowledgeable on it. But I don't really know too many groups in general that, in music in general, like I can't name too many that really go. Maybe rock bands, you know, but it still be taking fucking million. The only reason why most of these rock bands still tour together is fucking. Jackson Five broke up, man. Come on, man. Like Jesus, like yo, like when you grow, and, and there's nothing wrong with growth. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with growth. You know, you know what's funny? I, this is like my first time talking about it. Like, yo, fans are a little bit too married to, and it's like I was married to the concept of Dipset. Yeah, it just felt wrong when like Jim Jones was was, was screaming out Bird Gang. I was like, what the fuck is Bird Gang? Scream Dipset, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, he was growing as his own man. It was kind of going into his own thing. Yeah. And, and 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 even as brothers, everybody has their own path. You know that they're kind of also forging it and creating. And it's really fans that we don't really want to see. We want to see you guys like just kind of be the Migos, which is not always like I think really for fans. Usually, yeah. Like 
fans at first. You know, it's funny. I haven't on, been asked about like the YBN situation in so long. So this is funny. No, f- fans at first, like even with like Beyonce, they they were kind of like, yo, but what happened to like Kelly and Michelle? Like they always wanted to, that, that would always come with Beyonce, right? Really? And obviously, well, Beyonce, she was growing into being a solo artist at that yeah. point. But like people were trying to like, you know, they were trying to always like bring it up. Like, hey, what's up with this? Yo, did you leave them behind? You know what I mean? And not realizing that everyone just has their own path. Yeah. And again, as I said, it's just a fan thing. Like yeah. You get married to how you first were introduced to, to, to an artist. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, um, outside of that, man, so you're doing 14 hour studio days. Mm-hmm. Every you day. Get burnt out? Writer's Some block? days, not really writer's block more so, but that's when it comes to the life living that, that kicks in that, um, that helps out with that, you know, um, it, it varies. I usually take Sundays off. That's my one day I take off. And even on Sundays, I just, it, like I said, bro, it's just something in my brain, bro, that just, man, I want to be great and I want to be one of the best ever. And I can't say nothing crazy like that without putting in the work and without doing a due diligence, you know? So, um, and in the studio can be, you know, I, I'm very hands-on in the production process, so I can spend a whole day just chopping samples, going through samples, chopping samples, or or just um, listening to songs that I did record and be like, okay, what can I add to this to make this better uh, music-wise, production-wise, vocal-wise? What can I do to take this song to the next level? Or even just um, just, just writing, you know? Um, while you're in the studio... And like, you know, I'm wondering how the creative process goes. Mm-hmm. You know, are you hearing a beat? You like just write for a little bit. You take the beat home. Mm-hmm. You kind of figure some shit out. Then come back. Like, I, how does the creative process go for you? Hmm. It just depends. Like, it, it really depends on the day. It's not like a, a, a set schedule, like a set thing. Because it's a, uh, man, I truly believe it all comes from God, bro. Like, for real. Not to get like to whatever but it's just the truth you know so um all it takes is a line you know one line and then the song is damn near done by next thing you know it and um it just takes like like i said real life emotional stress real life not necessarily stress but real life emotions experiences conversations and just um how a, a certain beat or sound you know can ignite that you know Sometimes I'll just write to just a straight sound or a jazz loop or just a saxophone or whatever it may be. And then, okay, then we add the drums here. Okay, then we add the bass line here. Then we add, you know, 808s and, you know, all of these things. So literally every song has its uh, own creative process. It's not like one blueprint I have to making songs. It uh, it varies song by song, you know. What's the status on where, where you are in, like, completing the album? Like, how is it done? You're just touching it up. Like, you obviously say you're involved with the production side of it. Is there feet? Like, like give us yeah. something on, on what we should uh, expect from this next project. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't want to give a date because I don't, I never gave given a date yet on this album because I don't ever like to give a date and not being able to make it, you mm. know, because that's just the, that's just not good for the brand and, and any product, you know. Um, um, right now, I'm on post production. That's why I'm at with okay. it, just post production. But um, I'm, man, I I fucking know it's that time. I I got a burning um desire and a and a burning feeling that I know it's um, 
it's 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 time to wrap this thing up. Features and by the way, and I also want to know kind of who's on your maybe even bucket list for like who you want to collab with. Maybe dead or alive. Uh, yeah, both. Okay, dead would be Tupac and Michael Jackson. That's a weird comment, but both of them like Tupac is one of my favorites. So I just refell in love with Tupac music because. Mm. Kanye West is probably like my favorite all-time artist. Him, Jay, Kanye West, Jay-Z, and Nas are like my all-time favorite artists. Like, hmm. like I know all them niggas catalog, top to bottom, straight up. Wait, how old are you? I'm 24. Kanye West, Jay-Z, and Nas. I have a whole theory about age groups and at what cutoff point yeah. you start enjoying that, the, the generation after that. Yeah, and Kendrick, more. I will, my, my, hmm. It's interesting to say for you to be 24 and, and like, Jay-Z and Nas is still there. Like, I, f- yeah. I feel like if you're under 30, like, people like that, they're kind of flimsy. They're more into Cole and Kendrick, you know, and maybe yeah. throwing a drink. But, like, to think that you're fucking born in the 90s when, you know, pretty much late 90s almost. Yeah. and Not even almost, late 90s. Yeah, and, and you're fucking... Um, your favorite, your favorite projects or your favorite artists are, are the ones who, like, they had their debuts in the early 90s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's dope. Yeah, nah, for sure, because in every career field and path, you always study the greats that come before you. Like I said, I, I definitely put Kendrick in my all-time favorite artist as well. Um, but um, as far as just influence, like, he has a real big influence on me as well. And... um. But you got to study your greats in order if you really want to be anything or anything great, you know, whatever. If you want to be a fucking uh, doctor, you should know who Charles Drew is. If you want to be a lawyer, you should know who Johnny Cochran is or Thurgood Marshall is. If you you know about Oprah and you know about um, Charlemagne, you put him at like a high, high pedestal like that, you know. And, and, and you pe- got to study. I think you, you mentioned studying like the actual craft. For sure. And I'm super big on that. Um, because I've taken a little bit, you know, I love how Kobe, Kobe kind of said it, you know, yeah. like, yo, yo, I took a little bit of everybody who was kind of dope for sure. Kind of made my style and shit. If, if you kind of see the fadeaway and you see Mike, mm-hmm. yeah, it was from Mike. You know what I mean? I thought that was dope. Yeah, for you know? sure. Like that's how you Kobe always got the crazy, the craziest bars. I, I met Kobe one time. Really? Yeah. Colin Kaepernick introduced me to Kobe Bryant, which is crazy within itself. And, and shout out my boy, Colin Kaepernick. He threw me the crazy. Oop. He was like, uh, this is like a month after my first album drop. And he's like, Hey Kobe, you met Corday? He was like, yeah, briefly. And, um, Colin Kaepernick was like, yeah, he just dropped his debut album. Um, it should be Grammy nominated. And this is before it got nominated for a Grammy. And Kobe was like, word, man, that's what's up. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to take that thing home. And he was like, yep, then you do it again, you do it again, you do it again, you do it again, and you just keep on doing it. And I was just like, nigga, what the fuck, dog? This is Kobe Bryant. You know, this is like August 2019. Jesus. And late August 2019. And, um, yeah, that just that mindset was just like, wow, bro, he is really that. And I always would watch Kobe interviews as well, just not even – basketball wise too but just his interviews like you know from that killer mentality that that mindset mindset, i love the the kendrick lamar kobe cross interview that Mm, they had that that's that got some crazy gems in that but um yo the, the the crazy thing about even kobe saying that to you it's like 
I think he's trying to reiterate, like, yo, doing it once, that's not even cool. That's not even dope. That's not even cool. That's like, not even cool. If you can't keep doing it, like, achieving It don't matter. Don't even talk to me. A lot of people, for for them, greatness and actually be, having a life-changing moment is doing it once. But for, for sure. somebody like Kobe, his, his caliber and level of excellence that he cared about was... Not if you did it once, it's if you could repeatedly do it, which is... For sure. That was um in the Michael Jordan documentary. That was one profound thing profound thing that uh Phil Jackson said. He was like, you're only a success in the act of completing something successful. You're only a success while doing a successful mm. act. Like, by next year, it's like, nobody give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what have you done, you know, uh, lately, like... And and have you topped that and have you beat that and reached new heights, you know? So that that's what it's about for real. Constant elevation, high level. High level shit, man. Yo, uh, Corday, man. Listen, I'm watching your growth. As I said, I have very high aspirations for where I believe you're gonna go. And I Thank think you. you're definitely gonna get there. You know, I'm I'm watching you dealing with, you know, the not only there's always pressure, but even dealing with what comes with the game, you're dealing with it like a boss. You're dealing Appreciate with it in stride. It. You're dealing with it looking classy, looking Thank fly. You. you know you, what I mean? Man. You're working on yourself. Take fly to no fly, and, baby. Um, honestly, man, I'm impressed. You know, th this project, you, you know you know how it is. Like, listen, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to shout my opinion about it from the top of the mountaintop. And honestly, I can't wait. And I'm hoping that it's going to be exactly what I think it is in terms of, oh, this boy is this boy is laying that foundation for that legacy. This is for this sure. Is, this is going to be some shit when he's five, six, seven projects into his career. We look at oh shit! You remember that second joint that he did that really kind of almost set this up. And I think that's where you're at with it, man. No, nah, I appreciate I'm super that, bro. Excited for you. Nah, that mean the world to me. Thank you, bro. For real, appreciate the love and, and, and honesty. You know, that throughout my career, like, I don't, I don't take that for granted either, you know. And, and shit, the same way I'm progressing, like, even, you know, from back then, you've progressed as well, I you know. That. Like, for real, I, I noticed all of that. Like I said, I, it take money. I know when a nigga getting money, man. You getting money, nigga. I know when a nigga getting hey, money. what you <laughs> I know you getting money. Man, my, what is it? Listen, yo, my outfit is cheap, and, and it's not no high level. It's just Adidas and some other we gonna shit. We're going to get you some high level gear, right? We're going to get you some high level gear. we going to get you some high level I like this. This hoodie's kind of kind of clean. Nah, nah, for sure. Um, heavy fabric, puff print. Uh, hey, like, that little trench coat, I feel like that's your style. Yeah, I love trench. I always like, like, trench. I'm a coat connoisseur. Mm. I love, I love, and it's that fall season as well. So I always love coats, hey, but thank you. In terms of, you know, hip hop being a lifestyle, like, you know, having a unique sense of style mm -hmm. when it matches with the music, that's a really good compliment. Oh yeah, for you know sure. I mean? Like, like if you, if you're a bummy nigga, but your music is, is all about being like, you know, kind of being fly and exquisite, like it just won't make sense. So yeah, like, that's, that's why I like how you're stepping up your shit because I feel like you're stepping it up. And you're also going to deliver something that's meeting not only the look, but the aura that you're giving off, man. I'm super proud of you. I hey, appreciate that, dog. Can't Love, wait until we uh, 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 um, talk about your next project and also get another yeah, update on your life. Nah, I appreciate it. Let's, let's do this again, man, once the album's out. Of course. Of course. I got to hear some records, too. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yo, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Off The Record Podcast. Listen, anytime I sit with Corday, Corday is such a, not only, uh, like, I feel like well-spoken is, like, actually a diss because, come on, man, we're, we're all black kings. We all speak good, or we should. 
but he's a very smart, thoughtful individual. And, you know, it's all about the gems. You know me. You come over here, we're going to have a lot, a little bit of everything. A little mm-hmm. fuckery, a little laughter. You know what I mean? Balance Whatever, is key. Why they, it's, why it's all about is, balance. It's all about, why is black people, man, they always try to, like, put us in boxes and categories. Like, no, nigga, we can, like, God. We can we can love God. We can love history. We can love uh, literature, architecture. We can love ass shaking. We can mm-hmm. love titties. Yeah, we can exactly. love ignorant. We can love all of this shit, you know? No, of course. And still perform... At our duty as a high level, so that that was a real thing. No, of course. So you know, again, w- when I knew when I knew Corday was coming on here, I said, "Damn, we about to have some gems dropped." And by the mm-hmm. way, like, listen, this is going to be one of those joints where you play this, you know, conversation back over again, and you're going to realize there's a lot of lost things. You've taught me a lot in, in our conversation. That's mm-hmm. why I respect you. No, I appreciate. Thank that. you for tuning in. Until next time on Off the Records, we're academics. This is Corday. This is high level. Mm-hmm. We're out. Much love.